Welcome to the Flourish Heights podcast, made for women by women. I'm your host, Valerie Adjamine, women's health dietitian and the founder of Flourish Heights. To be empowered in health starts with a true connection with your body. Together, we are breaking through topics surrounding periods, women's nutrition, body awareness, self-care, and much more. Let's flourish and be the best version of ourselves. Hey ladies, welcome back to a new episode. You know I love hanging out with you guys. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And this one is dedicated to my coffee-aholics. That's right, my coffee-aholics. So if you were listening and you're on your third cup, your fourth cup, your fifth cup and beyond, you're gonna wanna keep listening because I have a lot to share with you today. And actually, you guys helped me pick out the topic for this week's episode. So thank you for voting on Instagram stories. Gotta love the poll feature. But before we get in, we've got some new reviews. Finally, thank you guys for doing it. It really does help to support. So if you ever have a couple seconds to spare, just jump over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a kind review and rating because it really does go a long way. I'm gonna read from Samai234 and she says, this is an amazing podcast focusing on women's health. The speakers are credible and informative. The host always does a great job of asking asking the right cues and explaining it in a straightforward way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That means so much to me. You know, I'm always here to get to the point and I'm always here to keep it real. I feel like there's always so much to talk about. So I appreciate your time for just leaving that wonderful review. Okay. Today is all about answering this question. Is coffee bad for your hormones? And this is a question I get as a dietitian on the regular. And I'm here to break it down for you. I'm, I'm actually really excited that we're doing this topic because now we have an episode to refer like everyone to when I get questions around like, is coffee bad for my hormones? Is it bad for my health? Like, is it going to affect me later down the line? Does it, you know, does it really impact our my cortisol levels? Yeah, just like those kinds of questions. So now I'm just going to be like, just listen to episode 48 and you got your answer all right there. In full transparency, I am also a coffee lover. As a matter of fact, I love the taste. I definitely don't rely on it to keep me awake. Okay, I have like so many other things I do to help me with my energy. And I have a bit of a sensitivity to caffeine. I get super anxious. I get jittery. And so I try to switch it up a lot, actually. Sometimes I love it hot with some honey and soy or almond milk. Sometimes I love it iced. I feel like lately I've been going for iced drinks. Um, just, I mean, with the nature of it getting warmer where I am. And what I love too is the nutritional benefits that it packs. For example, it's packed with antioxidants that helps to protect the body against free radicals. And by doing that, it helps to lower the risk for many diseases. It also provides a small amount of essential nutrients like a few of the B vitamins and magnesium too. You know, we're big fans of magnesium. And fun fact, the caffeine found in coffee may help boost the production of certain neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin, which you've heard before, which are associated with mood regulation. But what exactly does caffeine actually do to our hormones? Does it disrupt it drastically? 
Is it harmless when consumed in moderation? So in this episode, we will unravel the science behind caffeine's impact on various hormones. We'll address questions like, does caffeine affect cortisol? That's the stress hormone. Can it disrupt sleep patterns? And can it mess with our circadian rhythm? And does caffeine impact sex hormones? Now, let me just say this. It's really important to note that the effects of coffee on hormones can vary based on individual factors like your genetics, your overall health, your sensitivity to caffeine. Moderate consumption, which is like three to four cups per day, is generally safe uh, for most healthy individuals. But for pregnant women, you should absolutely limit your caffeine intake to about 200 milligrams per day. That's about one cup of coffee. I think it's like they always say like 12 ounces or so. But excessive intake can increase the risk of preterm birth, which is why it's really important to be mindful of your caffeine intake when you're pregnant. Like if you have specific concerns about how coffee may be affecting your hormonal levels, it's really important to consult with a hormone specialist like an endocrinologist who can help support you on your health journey. But back to the question of is coffee bad for your hormones? The answer is it depends. Coffee can have some effects on hormonal balance, but the overall impact varies from person to person. So let me break it down here, specifically looking at a few of your hormones. First, let's talk about the adrenal glands and cortisol. Coffee can have an impact on the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands are small, like these triangular shaped glands located at the top of each of your kidneys when coffee is consumed i'm talking about like coffee with caffeine not decaffeinated coffee i know that was like really extra but just want to make sure that you guys are on the same page because i know somebody's gonna be like but what about decaf no i'm not talking about decaf coffee it has a lot less caffeine levels in it but when coffee is consumed it can stimulate the adrenal glands leading to increased production of cortisol and adrenaline This can result in temporary effects such as increased energy levels and heightened alertness, hence why you get that energy boost. Well, that's if you do because that's not the same for everyone. However, prolonged and excessive consumption of caffeine, including coffee, can potentially lead to overstimulation of the adrenal glands. This can disrupt the normal functioning of the adrenal glands and may result in adrenal insufficiency. This is where the glands struggle to produce adequate amounts of hormones. So it's important to note that while coffee consumption can temporarily increase those cortisol levels, the increase really is usually short-lived and it's not like a huge, drastic, significant concern for most people. I repeat, for most people. Um, Unless you already have like underlying issues with like cortisol regulation or adrenal gland function. Next up is insulin. Caffeine can affect insulin sensitivity, and glucose metabolism. So insulin is a hormone produced by the pancreas, and that's the hormone that helps to regulate blood sugars in the body, your blood sugar levels. Some studies do suggest that caffeine may reduce insulin sensitivity, which could then potentially impact your blood sugar control. However, the effects are generally mild, and for most people, moderate coffee consumption is unlikely to have a significant impact on insulin levels. If you're drinking it in, ex- in excess, of course, I mean, that there can be a negative effect there. Now, estrogen. Let's talk about estrogen. This is one of your sex hormones. And coffee contains compounds called phytoestrogens. These are plant-based compounds that have a weak estrogenic activity. However, the levels of phytoestrogens in coffee are very low and not likely to have any kind of substantial impact on estrogen levels in the body. 
And when it comes to thyroid hormones, some studies suggest that excessive coffee consumption may interfere with thyroid function, particularly for individuals with underlying thyroid conditions. Coffee does contain compounds that can prevent the absorption of the synthetic thyroid medication. So if you have a thyroid con- if you have a thyroid condition, it's advisable to consult with your healthcare provider, especially like if you're on those specific medications. So what now? If you are the one that knows for a fact that your intake of caffeine is just over the top, hear me out on this. The definition of moderate coffee consumption, it can vary among each person because we all have different tolerances to coffee. We all have different sensitivities to caffeine. Some are more sensitive than others. And in general, consuming more than 400 milligrams of caffeine per day is considered excessive and may lead to adverse effects. To put this into perspective, 400 milligrams of caffeine is roughly equivalent to four cups of brewed coffee, which is about eight ounces each, or 10 cups of caffeinated soda, or two energy drinks. And this would typically be around like 16 ounces each. Also, caffeine can lead to energy drops or crashes when the effects fade away. And for those who drink caffeine in the afternoon, I, I fear you. <laughs> like, I don't know how you guys do it. I'll have like clients and they're like, you know, I'm, I'm really struggling with my sleep. And then we'll talk about their diet. And then, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, that was like my third cup of coffee. I had it like at 3 p.m. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably why you're not sleeping. Because, I mean, we don't even realize these things, but it's just something to keep in mind. Like if you find out if you drink a lot of coffee, like throughout the day, you're not mindful about like when you stop. That can really affect your sleep and your hormones even and your circadian rhythm. So don't get into the habit of having coffee later in the afternoon. Try to be done like, you know, early afternoon, like 12 or like even before then, I feel like would be helpful. But of course, I mean, this is different for everyone. As I mentioned earlier, people can be sensitive to caffeine like myself. So for me, when I drink more than two cups, I get super anxious and jittery and I feel like on edge. It's actually like insane. I don't know if anybody else knows exactly what I'm talking about, but it's awful. Coffee sensitivity is a real thing and some individuals may be more sensitive to the effects. Factors like genetics, your metabolism and health conditions can contribute to this. Common aspects to consider include sensitivity to caffeine, which can cause the jitters, the restlessness, heart rate increase, um, anxiety, difficulty sleeping. And coffee can also irritate the digestive system, especially for those who have acid reflux or IBS. It may also interact with certain medications and affect certain individuals with specific health conditions. If you do suspect coffee sensitivity, do pay attention to your body's responses and consider reducing or eliminating your coffee consumption. If you have concerns about the effects of coffee on your hormones, or if you're looking for alternative options, no worries, I got you with a few alternatives you can use to switch things up in your routine. The first thing is herbal teas. They can be a really great alternative to coffee. There's so many you can choose from. There is a wide variety of herbal teas available, such as chamomile, peppermint, green tea, and they all offer different flavors and potential health benefits even. And unlike coffee, herbal teas are typically caffeine-free or a lot like drastically or significantly lower in caffeine and may even have those like calming or soothing effects. The next is decaffeinated coffee. I know a lot of people love this. It could never be me. I just feel like just give me the coffee with the caffeine. I'm, I know I'm sensitive to it, but at least I'll just have like one cup and know my limit rather than go into decaf. I just can't do it. But kudos to those that can. So if you enjoy the taste of coffee, but you want to reduce your caffeine intake, you can opt for decaf coffee. Just keeping in mind that decaf 
coffee can still contain a you know small traces of caffeine but it is significantly less than regular coffee just be sure to check the labels to ensure that you're choosing a decaf option and then matcha i love matcha i don't know about you i feel like it's a hit or miss for most people um, matcha is a powdered form of green tea and provides a unique flavor it has a lot of great has a lot of wonderful health benefits as well it does contain caffeine but it is known to have a more gradual release resulting in a smoother energy boost compared to coffee and you can also enjoy it hot or cold i prefer cold i feel like i can enjoy the flavor more and it tastes refreshing almost so that's also a wonderful option for you to try golden milk is the next one also known as turmeric latte this is a warm beverage made with turmeric ginger black pepper and a milk of your choice you can do dairy or plant-based it offers a rich creamy flavor and it's known for its anti-inflammatory properties it's so vibrant so gorgeous soothing and it's just the perfect way to start off your morning or night routine it's very easy to make guys so if you're wanting to try golden milk latte i would say definitely search it on google you'll get many different recipes trust and lastly herbal infusion besides herbal teas there are numerous herbal infusions that can be enjoyed as hot or cold beverages so some popular options include hibiscus which is a favorite in my culture i'm from ghana and we drink hibiscus a lot there's also other options like ginger lemon balm and mint and these infusions can be prepared by steeping herbs into hot water and then it provides like you know that nice refreshing alternative to coffee yes your taste preferences does matter so find the ones that you actually enjoy i mean this is a really short list that i shared but i want to hear from you what are you doing as an alternative to coffee let me know in the reviews. I mean, are you having a hard time reducing coffee in your diet? Are you, you know, trying other alternatives like the ones that I mentioned? Are you doing other things? Yeah, just like let me know. I would love to hear um, what you're doing. But hopefully this gives you a better understanding. Um, but keep drinking your coffee. I'm not saying cut it out completely. Just, you know, don't go ham. Don't do the most with it. Um, it I mean, it can definitely fit into a healthy routine. You might just want to add some variety. And if you're relying it for energy, find other ways to boost your energy, like exercising or getting some sun or, or eating a nourishing meal that's high in protein or even working on your sleep hygiene. And the list really goes on. There's so many ways to support your energy levels beyond like just being dependent on caffeine. And that will go a long way than that temporary like coffee fix. While coffee does have some potential effects on hormone levels, understand that moderation is something to consider and listening to your body is key. If you have any further questions or topics for me to explore in an upcoming episode, hit us up. Our info is in the show notes. Stay tuned for more episodes as we dive into other nutrition and women's health topics. And guys, don't forget to leave a rating and review and send this to another coffee lover in your life. Okay, just tell them tell them the dietitian told me to do this okay <laughs> but thank you guys for listening i will catch you next time and until then keep flourishing